Welcome to Medicaid Mofos with Micah and Jason. Howdy ho! It is Friday night. Thursday night. Oh, shit. Because you're, you're off tomorrow. I know. So and I'm today's just, your Friday. <laughs> yep. I'm just looking forward to the end of the day because it's like. Holy jeez. It's Friday! And. It's an added bonus. I have three days versus two, so yeah, yay! Which is kind of crazy because we can't go. <laughs> oh shit! There's no Fourth of July functions or events. There are, but that will very minuscule because we're not I, participating in them. Nope, not because uh, y'all can have your bars and your barbecues and your fireworks, but I'm gonna keep my health. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead and get your Rona, however you feel like it, but we're not going to participate. We're going to stay home and cook. Be hermits, and, like we yeah, do. Yeah. Who we are. Oh, well. but so you say hermits. It may sound like we're here in a fucking hobbit cave because we want to disconnect from everyone. And in some respects, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we have the most amazing anniversary dinner. Today marks our third anniversary together. And I will never, ever be able to express in words how happy I am with this man. I love you a lot. You're my, you're definitely 100% my rod guy. My what? My ride and die. Ride and die. Okay. For being a Wisconsin boy, you sure do, do the Oki accent <laughs> very well. Like, what the fuck is my, that name? My second family is from Blanchard, <laughs> Oklahoma. My and we blood love family them. is we... from. Wisconsin, and we've got our Wisconsin accents, don't you know? No, already? no, oh, that's your third level blood family. Where's your second level of blood, blood family? Your family, uh, Tarina. Your fucking family? Where do we go to visit your mask? Oh, McAllister. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, we have extended family throughout the state, but generally. The points of origin for our, our household is McAllister, Lexington, Oklahoma, <laughs> and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because that is where the big family reunion is supposed to be held. <laughs> now, the funny story about this is that... Okay, so four days ago, no, no, three days ago, something like that. It was three. My, my, my dad calls me and he goes, hey, what what size shirts do you need for the family reunion? And I said. No, yeah, it was like a, hey, um, we're getting ready to go to the Wisconsin family reunion and they want to know what your shirt size is. And Mike is like, huh, are you sure we're going to go? Because have you seen the, the levels and the. Statistics and like, oh, yeah, it's oh, fake yeah, news. we're not gonna go because fake Trump news. says it's okay, 45 says it's just, 
It's all right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it pretty much was that. It was crazy because... It was so scary. Everything was I like, was saying, it was going oh right over God, his head. Oh, my God. Listening to just the ranchings of a fucking... Fox crazy News. <laughs> it's like... It's like what Fox News says if it's got a brain. <laughs> Unfortunately. But we were talking about some really important and we, stuff. And it was just like... We debated back and forth. We went ahead and reserved a hotel room in Chicago as a middle point. And it was like... But the cancellation fee was free until October... Or sorry, August 8th. Because I'm like... Fucking hate because I don't even know what's gonna happen a goddamn month. Oh shit. Like a hotel's gonna be open with everything now, closed I mean, down. We have already in less than two weeks gone from full on um, Yes, we're back. Stage four is oh. on the way. Now we're back at stage one with the fucking outbreaks because we opened up too early. Well, because of the economy. That was the main goal. Fix the economy and the corona will come later. People need to be fucking conscious. And I'm sorry, I realize that common sense is not all that common. And yet, when full companies have shut down and full factories have converted from making cars to pandemic PPE. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've been We've been reminded that for the last has, two months, for four. Almost three. And yet, because some governor says, hey, we're okay, going on and backing up. And everyone wants to go back and act like, oh, okay, so nothing's wrong. Unless there's well, a fucking just, spike. What's so that's crazy every, is... That's when every weekend we've had the last six to eight weeks, everyone wants to say, oh, it's not going to affect me. And yet, they go to Walmart without a mask. Or they go to the local salon without a mask. Or they go to whatever the fuck. And yet... Do you really think that being in a large group, a contained group, is going to bode well for you because you don't have a mask? Are you that fucking simple in your head? Or are you just brainwashed by the media that you want to fucking watch because they want to tell you everything's fine? We're all good. I believe The whole I, country is... Because 45 cents, it's fine. We're good. We're good. Well, speaking, about, speaking of 45, I had posted, I had posted earlier, this, earlier this morning uh, during the press conference that he did. His response to the wearing a mask was... To, to you know, take, take precautions... Use good hygiene and the mask. I mean, do what makes you feel good. And I'm sitting here going, do what makes you feel good. Like, is this a, is this a joke? Like, and that's how I feel every time I listen to one of these 
broadcasts are, oh my goodness, what an absolute freaking joke we are. The reason that America has a quarter of all the deaths, uh, a continuing rising number of positive cases, is because we have leaders that don't give a shit about the people. I walked by a monitor at work today twice. And there was two different things that was posted about Trump. One was that he was just basically skirting the issue that COVID would go away. That's not the big issue right now. We need to worry about the statues being torn down in the southern states. Blah, 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 fuck. Okay. You're a really. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I'm, if you fucking think that is the most important political decision in our country right now, you need re-education on a monumental level. Then let's go back to the COVID shit. I walked by a couple hours later and it said, Trump says that COVID will just go away and is more concerned about statues. Okay, seriously. Okay, then... Is this our biggest fucking plight? Is Confederate statues and statues in southern states, as opposed to spending time in Congress and Senate and passing bills to protect your fucking constituents, the people in this goddamn country who every day place their life on the line, black, white, yellow. Asian. It doesn't matter what your color of your skin. Problem is... Are you really fucking fighting? Whether or not you feel your ego has been deflated as opposed to people who are every fucking day putting your life on the line and don't know what result they're going to get because we have so many factions and divisions out there of people who think how society should be and yet Jesus fucking Christ does it really goddamn matter if you're offended by the words I just said first of all you're a hypocrite because God would damn the actions that we are taking against individual human beings. So, <laughs> if it's because your poor sensibility of, oh my god, they said a vulgar term, yes, God will weep. Jesus will weep. The collective of all humanity will weep because they understand this bullshit they want to portray on the media is either happening everywhere it's happening nowhere it's happening in some spaces and not others okay whatever it is get your shit together wear a mask for fucking sake wear a mask that's all I'm saying fuck that I'm saying, 
if you want to say you're any part of the collective, of the people who really care about what is happening in our city, in our county, in our country, in our You get to decide if you want to take a side. Or you just want to follow the flow. Because that's the way it makes me feel. And I don't have to buck the system. Okay. That's great. And yet when you're plowed over. By democracy. Quote unquote. Because the company says that this doesn't allow you to be this or this doesn't cover you as this you know what we did have a good dinner tonight what did we have we had steak t-bone it was ribeye it wasn't t-bone okay. they didn't have any t-bone it's july 4th weekend we got lucky with what we got now, I do have to admit, uh, I did use an air fryer, and one of the things that I had read is that the worst mistake that you can do is cook a steak in an air fryer. <laughs> and uh, I have to tell you, that's total bullshit, because it was fucking amazing. What do you think of your steak? It's awesome. It's so good. Medium rare. Don't put no sauces on it. Just give it to me. Barely moving. <laughs> yeah, we had a great afternoon. We went to the, uh, there's a little market, and uh, we went to that, and it was freaking amazing. And we went in there. It was really nice. Got a lot of cheeses, surprisingly. <laughs> there is this one vendor who, um... Put his plug, what's the name of the place? Nutrition Cheeses, and I can't... I'm going to go get it to get the plug. Okay, because yes, I don't know what city it's out of. It's, it's close to Oklahoma City, just out of the suburbs. And yet, they have over 40 different flavors. And I'm talking, we're talking from mild from just, well, they don't have regular cheddar. We're talking elderberry cheddar. wine, cranberry, blueberry. We got white chocolate ch cherry one week. Yeah. And they then have garlic dill, um, spinach artichoke garlic dip is amazeballs. Ugh, can't tell you. Then they have like Carolina Reaper, habanero, um, Kingfisher, ghost pepper. Uh, they're out of Kingfisher. Okay, what's the address? It's Christian yeah, cheeses. Christian cheese. Uh, and it's uh. Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Uh, it doesn't give an address, but it does give a phone number that we can always add. But I'm telling you, whew, 
I was so excited. This was the third week in a row that I've gone. We have gone to the farmers market at my company's uh, office there in the parking lot. Oh. It's been the same three vendors every week, and yet this week we double up on the cheese, <laughs> and one vendor had okra, which you've been looking for every flipping week because I've not had. Natural okra. I even can tell you that. It's been so freaking long. Ah, uh, ten plus years. He's definitely, definitely not as good as. I mean, it's definitely not your. Uh, oh, it's not Walmart cheese. That's for sure. They even have curds in a package where you can like. Try off a little snack bite, you know, four or five pieces, and you can pop them in your mouth and just like a little cheese bite. And then they have a half pound slab, and we've got there have four for twenty or one for six. Uh, we did a two for forty <laughs> because. Uh, I love the cheese so freaking much. I mean, <laughs> I'm the biggest advocate <laughs> at our company office, but it's like you know what? Tell, tell, people will ask me like, tell people about our good? connection with cheese. Though. Well, okay, first, Mike said, say what's the connection between cheese? Well, Mike grew up in Wisconsin, so of course he thinks that his cheese. Bianchi's head is all like monumental, like if it doesn't, those cheese curds don't squeak, then it's a fucking horrible cheese. I grew up in Oklahoma, and cheddar was like the basic. If you were bougie, you'd have got pepper jack, maybe throw in some Kobe mozzarella. <laughs> that was exotic. And so, <laughs> but cheese has always been, I mean, I love cheese. And I love trying different kinds of foods. Um, and any nationality, it's all, I've, I've just always thought, if I don't try it, I won't know if I like it. And so, either friends or family or work coworkers just say, like, hey, she's Korean. Hey, would you go to sushi? And I'm like, Mm, I don't know, but uh, I've owed my mind to so many different cultures in being that open, saying, you know what, how can I say no to something I haven't even tried? So food, in that respect, has been a big part of where I've come from, and yet it's always been a little bit of a hesitation because I'm a little boy from South Oklahoma and Cheddar has either been plain yellow cheese or sometimes sprinkled with white but it's also Kobe so that's as far as cheese we go because that's what we do and yet I want to try to breathe 
I want to try blue cheese. I want to try this. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I know there are different flavors out there. And it's either watching movies or shows or whatever it is. Like, I know there's more beyond what this little environment shows. How often do we what? How often do we eat cheese? Oh fucking Jesus. Marcus said, how often do we eat cheese? Okay, well it's a daily. Not even a question. It depends on how much and what kind and what mood we're in to that specific flavor. So it could be as simple as a waxy American single. You know, the old school um, cheese singles and the plastic wrapper. <laughs> or you can go as far as provolone or Munster or Havarti or mozzarella or habanero or gloss pepper. I'm telling you. What? Tibetan scorpion. Oh, no, it was, um, not Tibetan scorpion. It was the, um, god dang, look at it, um. Trinidad scorpion. It's not what you said, but okay. So yeah, Trinidad Scorpion and Ghost, oh, Carolina Reaper were the two that we got today. And I'm like, in some respects, I'm super excited because I really do enjoy spicy stuff. Um, I tried the Trinidad Scorpion pepper tonight. <laughs> Mike can cook these two amazing T-bone steaks and... They were medium rare, and it was, ah, oh, meat was so tender, it was like fucking melting mouth, and yet, I could literally take almost like a centimeter of cheese from the scorpion to put on my piece of steak, because if not, it was like, I couldn't fucking breathe. It was like, I'm a dragon! Because it was like, oh, it led me the fuck up. So I'm scared about the ghost of Carolina Reaper because it's even hotter. Hotter, and I'm like, we already had the Reaper. No, we have not. Yeah, we have. No, we have not. We've had a habanero. Actually, we had the Reaper. We had Cajun, and we had Chipotle. We have not had Reaper. They have not had Reaper any of the weeks we've been there. You say no? Be the first one to try it. I will after this. <laughs> no. No. What? No. Hey, old boy. Do you want a piece? Yeah. Do 
you want to get some? Yep. Okay, we're back. It's your turn. Oh yeah, it is my turn. So my connection with she's holy shit. Here we go. So I was born August 8th. Not going to say what year, because you might be a freak. And, uh, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Land, land of uh, cheese, beer, and brats. And sauerkraut. The accordion, polk music. <laughs> but, man, is there a love of cheese up there. So, uh, a lot of people don't know, but back when they started making margarine, there was actually a butter run that they would do in Wisconsin uh, because you couldn't have margarine in Wisconsin because everything had to be butter. So then my love of cheese is cheese curds. Just regular plain old cheddar cheese curds and they squeak when they're perfect. Which means they've been sitting in a chiller for, you know, a week or so. I don't know how long they sit in there, but you can always tell a bad cheese curd when it doesn't squeak. It's got a, it, it definitely has a dry, not so enjoyable taste to it. But yeah, I'm addicted to them cheese curds. We'll be getting some of those when we go up there. Plan on, uh, like we said, to our family reunion was supposed to be up in Wisconsin in August, and looking at all this stuff, everybody on the family side has decided not to uh, decide not to make plans. And I, I get that, but you know, I have so many people that I'd like to see that you know we can still be social distancing and doing our part to not get each other sick to uh, to enjoy those moments. Sick. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, plus there's, you know, the uh, Green Bay Packers, Cheese Eds. Yeah, three years, wow. Tell you. Relationship. Here's your pepper cheese. What was I saying? Oh shit! Yeah. So, boy, I tell you the the relationship that I had just been in prior to meeting Jason was such an awful, toxic, disgusting. The other person was a narcissist. I'm not the easiest person to live with, but this person was a piece of shit. Like, through and through. Just every piece about him was garbage. And, uh, it was really bad at the end. And then, uh, I came up to, uh, Blanchard, I'd stayed with uh, Mama, which is uh, my second mom. Her son, Jeffrey, was my best friend at the time. Talked every day, hung out all the time. And uh, 
they invited me in to stay there and told me to get the hell out of that relationship because it's sick and it's making me bad. And uh, it was one of those moments that I had taken within living in that house that uh, I was like, you know, if I if I don't start treating myself better and opening up myself to better relationships, I'm never gonna get out of this this situation. I I've got to and then I came to the realization that that wasn't the issue at all. The issue was is that I just had to sit back and go, you know what? I'm good enough for whatever the universe wants to bring my way. And you know, that's hard for people to say out loud or say to themselves even. But I did it. And I said it out loud. I want to stop worrying about dating. Stop worrying about looking for hookups, which I never did. I just talked on the on the interwebs but yeah once once I made the decision to no longer concentrate on putting myself out there I guess and relaxing and understanding that nothing that had happened previous to me was any of my fault Mine with secondary. What? Mine with the secondary. Shortly after me, shortly after me and you, my whole world changed. And for the positive. It wasn't just about feelings and emotions and connections. I'm in different levels, but yeah, that grew. What? I couldn't hear you. I see that connection grew. Yep. Well, That's beyond. fucking hot. Holy shit. And yet, I still wanted to show myself in so many respects. My previous relationship was not conducive to positive energy or anything more hating positive. So I built a huge wall, emotionally and spiritually. Over the last eight years, you've broken down every wall ever. Not forcefully or any kind of like <laughs> SMB and whatever bullshit. It's just. We connect so well in so many levels. Well, it's also the understanding that... Okay, shut your face. I'm in a moment. Anyone who's listening, this is our third anniversary. 
July 2nd marks our anniversary. And all of this, man. I love him so much. And I tell him so many times that I'm sorry that he has to put up with bullshit that is my life of putting up walls three times higher than the fucking Mexican border because of previous relationships. As long as you make sure that it's strong enough that you can tunnel underneath. I just... I want him to know how much I love him. how much I am made a better person. And I'm happier. Every Truly was the universe that brought us together. I sure the fuck wasn't trying. But you sent that message. Because I made an impact. I, I kinda I was very dismissive as I did. If this is supposed to happen, then okay. And yet So, I mean, in the next, what, 30, 40 years, we'll be on the podcast saying, hey, it's our 43rd anniversary. Son of a bitch, hand me my beer. <laughs> and then automatically Jason will have me two beers because that's how I drink beer. Don't ask me why. It's cans. It's cans and bottles, okay? And here's the trick. When you've got two beers in your hand, you can't be subjected to get someone else a beer. <laughs> you just give it to them. Because it's in your hand. <laughs> and otherwise, I don't have to walk back to the cooler. And I can spend twice as long with my friends. <laughs> well, let's just say thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Heck yeah. For those who... Christian cheese. Who don't understand this. Just connect to yourselves. And you might understand. Quit searching. You gotta, gotta understand that you gotta let the universe work its magic. At least once or twice in your life. Because if you do it once or twice where you just release yourself to your higher power, I call it God. But the universe is there. It's for real. Okay? Not hey. some not some flubber bubble crap but everyone deals that with, we can Hey. Everyone deals with their own level of spirituality, emotional. Yep. So appreciate you just listening con- in. Connect. Well, the OB, hope you have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Please be Happy safe. Happy America. Please, please be safe. 
And for this, we say we'll peace out. Love you. Welcome to Medicated Mofos with Micah and Jason. What's going it is on? What's the going Sunday Fourth of July weekend, July fifth. Hope everyone had a very happy, very safe Fourth of July, Independence Day. Whoop, whoop. Happy birthday, America! I hope everybody socially distanced the proper way. <laughs> Um, our big day was going to Micah's family, and we went to McAllister, Oklahoma, and grilled out, and had hamburgers and brats, and just kind of spent time with the fam. I mean, it was very chill, very nice, very, I mean, yeah. It was hot as fuck if you were outside. I think my... <laughs> What do I say, stepbrother-in-law? He's <laughs> a brother-in-law. We're, we're um, spouses. He was. We're not married, but we're it spouses. Was <laughs> Ninety-five fucking degrees with a heat index of like one hundred and two. In the sunlight, direct sunlight, over a charcoal grill. I mean, yeah, why man, didn't you just move was, that over to the shade? Um, well, you guys were over there in the shade, going toward the arts and. <laughs> Chinese stars was the tree. So, I may have seen that, why he didn't move to that direction, but I'm like, you guys had he quit. That you guys had quit before he even put the meat on the grill. I was like, and Melissa and your sister says, about, well, she's just, well, he's already out there. And I'm like, that fucking skinny ass bastard told us that he'd be out in the direct sunlight. Rob? <laughs> over a grill. I don't know. That's fucking torture on any fucking person. But he was out there like a goddamn trooper, and <coughs> some stuff was overcooked. <coughs> but you know what? He was out there fucking grilling his ass off. Okay, so, so what, I, what I have to shit tell you about... Because, you know what? <coughs> what he made was amazing. We had great hamburgers yep. and brats, and we were happy Orange to be... Salad. I read we had like four yeah. different salads. <laughs> and <laughs> just happy to run family. I mean, was, the salads, I mean like, we didn't give two shits about, you know, anything else. It was just time and space and just being able to connect. No, so it, what I was going to say was... Yeah. It's, it's Sunday night, and I, I've been drinking a few beers, and I've okay. been smoking some, uh, some marijuana. Some, some medication. My marijuana is... It's okay. The UW... Up there, don't you the, know? The, the, the UWD, what is it called? UWD, in Edmond, in North No, Oklahoma. I'm saying, we're, we're, what's it called that we're smoking tonight? Oh, um... Let's see. We just got some new stuff, and it's freaking amazing. Oh, um, original glue. What's the <laughs> other one? There was a blue blocker. It was very more of a acetylene. Uh, it yeah. wasn't strictly sativa, but yeah, it was more. Yeah, we were chilling that, but then when we got the glue, fucking a from UWD. Oh, shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> There's the stupid sound effects. 
<laughs> that was a joke if you listen to this. Oh my gosh, we are so off the wall. It's either it gets really, really, really down a rabbit hole quickly to where we end up either assessing or deciding that's not a podcast we're going to post. Well, no, the biggest thing is like the relationship that we, me and Jason, have is one of arguments. And it makes our life because we are so. Like, we are yin yang. Politically. In a lot of no, ways. No, no, no. Not, not so much politically. Cause Sometimes. I mean, there was a long, there was a long time there. During, but uh, there's been at least one, if not two podcasts, where we went down that racial, political road. And we uh, stopped and said, nope. And we didn't post it. Because it was one of those like, okay, we've gone too deep. This is supposed to be a very light podcast. Who the fuck cares? We want to have fun. Yeah. We want to have just say, hey, what is everybody doing? And we'll have random guests on every once in a while, and we've been very neglecting that, so we apologize because uh, we have a very good friend, Bumpkin's Brains. Actually, do you have a link? And it's Bump. Uh, we will put a link on here, but Bumpkin's, B U M K I N S. Brains with a Z, B R A I, or B R I A N. No one has any idea what he just spelled. I don't. I said bumpkins. And I'm dyslexic, so. Anyway, bumpkins, brains with a Z. Shush! As I was saying, bumpkins, brains with a Z is on Spotify iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple. Apple. So and and Anchor, and Anchor. That was our foundation. Yeah. We both started there. She has gone above and beyond. She's yeah. been so great. Bumpkins uh, was a ex coworker of mine. Literally, like we're talking 15, 16 years ago. It's so sad because. We have been around each other, and just when Facebook came out in like 2009-ish, um, within like a year, we connected. And yeah, I saw her pose. She may have saw, seen, saw, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. She may have seen mine, and yet it was just very a very ethereal connection, like. I acknowledge you're there. You acknowledge I'm here. So, it's probably been about three, three to four months ago. Uh, Bumpkin said, hey, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. What are you doing? And so it literally just started a whole conversation of, you know, reconnection. Um... We have literally gone the gamut of what each other has been through in the last several years. Um, Taught politics, um, relationships, which she's been with Stan forever. Which he's such a man. He's an amazing man. Um, and just just everything in between. And so we like kicked up, kicked up right where we left off. 
Like there wasn't even that much of a disconnect. And so that's been amazing. And so Bumpkins and Micah and I have, Jesus, Mary Joseph. Edna, can you take the, pep the peppermint out of the package already? I can't hear one. They're frozen. <laughs> have you guys ever had frozen uh, pop tarts? Pop tarts. It's the fuck. Oh my god. On, just at, at a night when it's been warm all day, and you get home mm. to just take a pop tart out of the freezer. It's something that's special. And I believe the one that I have is, uh, who knows what it's Strawberry? Any user, as we were saying before. <laughs> what were we saying before? <laughs> so, it was an awesome freaking weekend. Rob was out too long. We had an amazing time. It was really nice. Connected with family. Spent time oh, you're talking, talking puking all on the porch that was fucking thousand degrees. Mm. With murder, murder, murder hornets flying around. <laughs> it was a horse fly, so whatever. But just you know, be with family. And that was amazing because, as many of you know, I don't have my own immediate family to be with. Micah's family has done everything and anything to make me feel welcome in the last three years we've been together. And by the way, July 2nd was our third year anniversary. Woo! Um, so, yeah. So... You know, it's always nice to have family around this time of year. You know, just someone to connect with and someone to talk to. And <clears throat> it was a good time. And um, we ended up leaving a little bit later than we wanted to and got home around 9 o'clock, which wasn't too bad. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good trip and a long trip, but yeah. We were having to be back home last night. I think you got the cherry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, one of, the, one of the most amazing things I fell in love with Jason about was uh, his kindness to people. Even when they don't deserve it. You know, the person that cuts the other person off in line. Jason's the one that he doesn't say anything. He just says it's okay. Get through it. And, uh, we had a connection from the beginning. And it, and it all started when he responded to me in Growler. Because <laughs> I put it on my uh, profile 
I don't I don't conform to labels. If you feel like labeling me, just go ahead and skip on through. I'm I'm a naturalist. I tend to be asexual. And then in you know the quotations that means It was cute though. And, <laughs> and then I had the the Myers Briggs. And I, I and I think Myers Briggs really is important in a in a relationship. Because I'm an ENFJ, which True. tends to be more INFJ. And we match ENFJs. Oh my goodness. And it's like the connection that we have is so strong that we butt heads all the time. And that's... It, let me just say this. Okay. You, you want a happy relationship... Okay. Get two bathrooms. <laughs> when a king-size bed. You always got your space. <laughs> Wish I had a California king. That's the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do tend to do like a spread eagle kind of thing. TMI. Hell no, it's not TMI. Is it? Hell no, I like to spread out shit. But yeah, and and it was a. It's been a nonstop learning thing. I mean, we connected right away. Much and I pretty much moved in two weeks after I met him. Like, fully. Oh, to be honest, it was like three days and I had a fucking suitcase. And I was like, hey, is it okay if I crash here? And he's like, he had already, he had already, he had already, like, witnessed. Shit. Go ahead. He pretty much witnessed what I was living at, where I was at, and yeah. just knew that, that for me, as even though I am a more introvert than extrovert, there's certain things that I need. Being a BFE is not that. It wasn't just. I that. absolutely love that. It wasn't just that. It was. Living conditions were less than stellar. But yeah. So I, you know what? Let it's let, after dark. No. This is when I came out for this. This is not after dark. That's the other one. I can remember the first time we kissed. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What? Well, we had been talking... We had been talking for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Three we, weeks. Yeah. And then... I had finally come over. 
I picked you up from work. I picked you up from work. Yeah, you picked me up from work. And on the way, on the way back. Like a goddamn Craigslist killer to do list. <laughs> I was like, I'm not seriously fucking doing this right now. Seriously, like everything in your brain to tell you this is wrong, wrong. Flags, flags, danger, words in danger. And somehow, I wasn't alarmed. Because you were so raw and so real with me in all of our conversations. I mean, literally, for three full weeks, we had messaged each other, like, from, 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 more until dawn. I mean, we had talked about everything, like, I mean, shit. Whew. And not even, <laughs> not even the kitchen conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Spill it. This man, if you've never met him before, you must now. Because he is the essence of a unconditional lover. That's not and what And what that meant. means is... What am I to say about our kitchen talks? Oh, our kitchen talks. Where the hell did that come from? I don't want to talk about how great you are. Well, I don't want to say that. I just want to say, how. Uh, what about our kitchen talks in our first few weeks of getting to know each other? <laughs> was instrument like? No, it was. You know what? I I had, I made a statement. <laughs> and I can remember. It was like four and a half weeks after we were together. And we're we're doing shots of uh, what's that? Jim Bean Green. Oh, Apple Jim Bean. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, Fireball. Oh, Fireball. It was like a. It was supposed to be like a Washington apple, cinnamon apple, but. But anyway, anyway G- Jason was working at this place that just absolutely made him miserable. Okay. And yep. It was one of those nights, and I was like, you know what? Do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about you is the fact that you just keep doing it. You hate it, but you keep doing it. But more than that, it's how much passion. You give to it because, boy, I knew everything that was going on in that office. Who was fucking who? <laughs> who was stealing shit? Who was doing this? Who was doing that? <laughs> I knew everything about that office. <laughs> I could write a goddamn memoir. Oh. Ditto. Probably a couple of uh, encyclopedias. Whew. But it was one of those things that Jason was opening up, and I knew he was opening up because he was so happy about talking about it. Because he was like, this is, you know, and he would get so emotional and so like. Not when I was working at the old place. I'm saying that you would 
every night. Every, not every night, but when we would have our Let's talk about bullshit that happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That happened was, every night. It, I'm saying it was the, more the kitchen episodes is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was like so. soap opera and work tabloid and bullshit journals of what the fuck the day was about. Because pretty much every fucking day was a fucking bullshit journal of some sort. And although I got to the point where what are you doing with that? Hey, hey, hey. You are? Eat it up. Oh, don't eat it like that. I'm fine. It's been uh, anyway. It got to the point where, yes, it affected my mental health. And although my boss at the time was a moron and a retard and didn't want to deal with anything dealing with mental health, even though I specifically gave letters for my doctors and psychologists. But whatever. Anyway, we'll move forward and say that um, sometimes people don't understand mental health issues. And I was screaming for help because I was so fucking unhappy. And although I lost my job eventually because of what I was going through and what I didn't want to deal with, um, and got fired from the job. I was devastated. Two weeks, I think I drank myself into oblivion just because I was so depressed and so busted as an individual to feel like after 20 plus years at a company you're going to let someone go because you don't want to deal with and help them process the situations they've been going through. Okay, fine. Whatever. So anyway, I got let go and I spent three months looking for work and although I felt I had completely been a failure I had gone from places from 5 to 10 miles from where I lived to 15, 20, 30 plus miles from where I lived I stumbled upon Love's. Love's Travel Stops and Country Stores. Never really thought in my life that... Okay. I grew up in a very rural town. Love's had a country store in the middle of our little podunk town. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> I only asked. I just I said... Should we be talking about this like you're giving personal information? No, this is this is uh, I have nothing to hide because when I found them, it was like I never fucking knew that they were as big as they were, I never knew that they were as expansive as they were, and that their corporate headquarters was in fucking Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm like, what? It just kind of blew my mind because I guess. Being so rural, I just thought it was Oklahoma, Texas, maybe Louisiana and or Arkansas. 
Yeah. Never fucking had a clue. It was like all across the United States. 42 states. 41. Anyway, sorry. Except so, for the word of pilot school. I applied and within like three weeks I had gone through the process of a first interview. I met with our pre-screen with HR. I met with a couple people in HR because I was going to be an HR representative. Um, got hired there. Um, did a lot with recruiting and internal HR issues on our intranet. And... <laughs> Worth it for about two months, and then, and then I got a notification on my phone, and it said, uh, there's a position open on customer service. And I was like, well, fucking A, that's my wheelhouse. I've been doing customer service for 25 plus years. Like, that's my passion. I mean, my very first job was at Walmart. I was a cashier, and then I went from cashier to customer service desk, and I kind of bounced around in every little department. I pretty much touched every single cash registry in that building because of cross training and or being a sub if someone needs to go take a break or whatever else. And so, yeah, I, that was what I knew. And although sometimes you do a little You're harsh, even in a commercial. I was back in the late, no, the early 90s. I was in a hometown Walmart commercial at 10 o'clock at night with um, it was News 9, and yeah, I have Fucking a VHS <laughs> recording of that shit. Behoozer. So between going from Walmart to telemarketing to finding a place at a heat air company that I was going to be customer service at and dispatch, it was more about, I wanted to learn their system. It was commute, computers, and I was a total fucking geek in that respect because... I was taking a computer class at Votech for the last two years, microcomputer analysis, and it was just learning software and code and this and the other, and they had run a DOS program at this place. I was like, oh, geez, this has been really cool. And so I, I, I learned the system pretty quickly. Within three months, I was a supervisor. Within six months, I was a manager because the manager moved to a different location. And then I ran customer service pretty much the last the next ten years. Um, then a position opened up in the front office for administration. Uh, didn't really feel I had the qualifications for payroll, HR, that kind of stuff. But I taking computer administration classes and uh, accounting, and so that got my foot in the door, and I started doing. Accounting and payroll and journal HR, that kind of stuff. And then two years later, the office manager left. And guess what? I'm customer service manager and office manager. So I'm running administration on the Heenair side as well as with, you know, administer, uh, admin, payroll, HR, uh, processing, tickets, work orders, uh, POs. Uh, let's see. All that. And then go to the customer service side. It's about dispatching, make sure customers get taken care of, scheduling's done, who's running this, who's running that, how many people we got in the schedule. Whew, I did that for 15 fucking years. I was office manager for 15 years. Yeah, because you extend yourself further than you should. 
And then... But you know that. You know better now that... At the end of my ex-marriage, which we will not go into tonight, because that fucker... You already went into that. I'm not furious. Oh, fuck, I don't care. Um, an opportunity came up available in Tulsa, and I thought, okay, and I said, we'd like you to go up there for three months, and, well, first of all, it was a, hey, we'd like some help up in Tulsa because we lost the general manager and the operations manager. Okay, um, I'll send somebody up there. How Jason, let's go send Jason. All right, whatever. I was up there for less than two weeks, and it was a, we never up here for the first three months of the quarter, and I'm like... Excuse me? This is the week before Christmas. Jesus. Um, not only do I have family obligations that's already been scheduled, but um, has anyone thought to ask me if it's okay if I come for the next two weeks? And But at the same point, even though my boss was in a pickle because he couldn't say no to his manager, <laughs> which was going to be my manager in six months, um, yeah, I was there to help out, whatever. Eventually, it was, I was ready to come back home. Oklahoma City is where I wanted to be because that's where, it's closer to all my family. And so, I moved back in 2017, I think. 13 was a tornado. No. Yes, but I'm saying. Yeah, Noah's 2016. I'm back in the summer of 2016. No, it wasn't. It was a yes, 17. It was. Nope, because I met you in 17. When you, get, when you got ghosted. It was 7 to 17. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Because you didn't live at that. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there was a lot. That was a lot of cryptic, encoding from saying that we both oh, knew exactly yeah, what the oh, fuck we were talking about wait, because um, yeah, oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm back to Oklahoma or to Norman, Oklahoma, um, which is the university town back in 2016, and. Worked for the company for a good eight, ten months and just felt at that point there were several things that went on, but it was time to go. And so I found three months later loves, and it was a it was a godsend in a lot of ways because even though I started that job in a position that was really different from what I'd ever really performed, at the same time. When the other position came available in customer service, I asked my supervisor, can't fucking talk. I asked my supervisor, do you mind if I apply? And she's like, well, no. Have you been over there to, to shadow? And I'm like, no. And she's like, have you really? We try to have you guys in the first. Okay. Nope. No. So, so I go over the next week to shadow for a couple of hours, and that morning, before I head over there, I'm supposed to be over there at 9, I get to work at 7, so I'm a good hour or two into work. She said, hey, prepare yourself, you're probably going to have two interviews, one for a customer service agent, one for a customer service supervisor. And I said, huh? And she said, yeah, they should have a supervisor position available. And I said, 
Uh, okay. Really not knowing exactly what the fuck they did over there, but anyway. So, go over to the center, immediately walk in for the front doors. I felt a totally different culture than where the corporate office I was in. Not right, wrong, or indifferent. I will not say that anything of that was wrong. I'm just saying we have a very, there are different corporate structures, and we deal with HR, risk, um, that kind of stuff. It's very cut and dry. Going to contact center, it was like, dealing, I mean, you're dealing with customers, which on the fly, you have to deal with this situation, to that situation, and hey, they say they want this, and then you do this. It's a lot of fly by the seat of your pants, kind of, okay, here's how to resolve this, or tell them this, or here's our policy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, in that respect, it was like, okay, I'm home. Because I dealt with that in my old company for everything. It's like, there is no black or white. There's always a gray, you know, depending on the situation. So let's deal with that. And so I sat with one of the customer service reps, and she was amazeballs. Her name is Robin. She knows in Tulsa. She's married to a beautiful man, and he they are in love, and they've been together for at least two years, and oh, she was awesome. She was she was a more mature individual, and I sat next to her for two full hours, and she was click, 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 asking these questions, asking these questions, and I'm like, holy jeez, I don't think I'm ever going to get this, because, I mean, she was flying, but she had done that for two full years, and it sounds like, what's her name, from, uh, 9 to 5? Yeah, pretty much. Right, let me get you this, okay, hang on. Yeah. Hang (laughs) on. No, you, hang Uh, on, you just stop, and I'm going to bring it over there. Uh, Julie Lily and, Lily. Rose. Anyway, I sat with her and she was so amazing. And I was like, "Okay, this is really cool. Like, this is this is a totally different set." In my old job, I dealt with dispatching. When you work for a heat and air conditioning company, you have to dispatch calls. You have to schedule who's going to be in what area and where at what times and how we're going to run them. Okay, great. This was dispatching for semi roadside assistance. For 41 states. <laughs> it's like, what the fudge? <laughs> because it's like, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because it's like, wow, this is on a whole other level. And because they're paying premium dollar because professional drivers are not. It's by the air conditioning company. Yeah. We're not talking four or five hundred dollars a ticket. This is eight, nine hundred dollars average for a roadside call, just because of hourly service rate, miles you get out there, what the repair is. Is it as simple as a tire, which would cost anywhere between four to twelve hundred dollars, depending on the kind of tire? Oh my God! I never knew in the first two weeks of me working there that I would ever in my life know semi truck tire sizes. Ever in my life would I ever thought I would learn that. But yes, I flipping did. But anyway, going back, after shadowing with a girl at uh, the CSR on the floor, I met this wonderful supervisor who I became BFS with. 
Um, BFFs. BFFs with. <laughs> Shush. We interviewed and we Shush had a good time. It was very, it was very fun. I mean, I, I never. First of all, I've never felt nervous in an interview because I did pr- no less than a hundred interviews working for my old company. Oh, please. Fifteen years, I was the first person that they talked I'm to. More than But, and then if it was. If I thought that they were, let's see, worthy, that sounds fucking horrible. But if I thought that they were, should move on to the next level, I would let the department manager know, hey, you need to talk to this person. Hey, this guy's really good. Or hey, this guy has this blah, 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 background. So yeah, I did a shit ton of interviews. So being in an interview, I'd ask all the questions of everybody else. So yeah, I wasn't nervous. It was like... The only thing I have to do is be honest. They ask me a question, I answer how I know because that's the only fucking way I know. And so me and the supervisor talked and there was at one point she asked me a question like, have you ever worked with someone that you have a conflicting attitude with? And I went, (laughs) and I didn't mean to snort. (laughs) But it was like, I immediately knew of this one person that I had Literally, I fought with on multiple occasions as far as reel your shit in, realize where you're at, you don't work for this company anymore, quit trying to force your issues. <coughs> and it was like, a, God, she worked there almost two years, I think it was two, almost two years. And I, when I left to go to Tulsa, I said, that was the one person I said, you need to watch her because she's going to destroy everyone she can on her way down. Because she was horrible at customer service. And I'm like, okay, you were a 911 dispatcher. I understand that you were geared toward fix, repair, resolve. But we are not 911 dispatchers. When you call 911, it's... And I want you issue. I've been shot. I've been cut. This man got hit. Okay, tell me where you're at. What's the situation? Okay, remain calm. We're sending the police on the way. We are not fucking nine one one dispatchers when you're dealing with heat and air people. It's hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm sorry, your heat and air is not working. What's what's going on? Okay, okay. And did you check this? Okay. Can you make sure you can see this on the thermostat? No. That was not even... the Soft skills were not even a fucking on-the-board menu with them. And I'm like, I don't know how long I can, you can tell somebody, you got to be more comfortable. Don't cut them off. Don't over-talk them. If they say, well, I've been out on the field for the last four hours, and for some reason the cold now frogs them because y'all came out two years ago. Okay, what's your name, sir? What's your address? No, fucking shit. Oh, I'm so sorry definitely, about that. Definitely, 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 100%. I am so sorry that happened to you. Not Oklahoma. Okay. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Because Oklahoma people are going to take what? ten times longer. Okay, you see we came out a couple of years ago? What's... What was your address so we can make sure and pull that out for you? I mean, it's like... Ugh! 
So anyway. Like I said. When I left for Tulsa, that was the last thing I said. So anyway, go back. (laughs) Wait, how far? Because we're in an interview with, we snorted. That was a reference that I had because at my old job, I could not rein that person Uh in no matter what because they could not. And when he said, do you have an attitude you can conflict with? Or have you ever had someone you had an attitude you conflict with? I was like, uh, fucking yeah. And I can think of that guy Red that I worked with. And I'm just like, <sighs> and so anyway, the interview went great, and I literally walked out of the little enclave with the little two seater, you know, kind of setup, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have you interview with the manager, the customer service manager. And I'm like, um, okay. Which, one of the managers, Susan, she's fucking amazing, and I love her to death, and she's not there anymore, but it's okay. She's moved on to better and greener pastures. But anyway, she walked out to me when I was on the floor shadowing, and she said, Hey, I'm Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing what? And the customer service manager said, Hey, yeah, I said I've... And I went through the work chart, because I was like, yeah, I, I knew who she was. Like, she's up there. And I was like... I just wanted to be an agent at the least, but supervisor would be great, but I didn't want to hold my breath. And she's like, hey, when you ever get finished with your uh, uh, interview with the agent, it'd be nice. I hope we'd like to talk to you. And I said, okay. I'm like, we? I don't know who the fuck we is, but anyway, okay. So I went straight out of the interview for the agent position with the supervisor, who's now my BFF, and walked into a manager's interview with the two customer service managers. <laughs> and it was like, how do you do this? How do you build a team? How do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, we really sort of hire somebody that is super, um, that fits the team. That fits our culture. Oh. And they kept repeating that. And I said, I would think less of you if you didn't. I mean, seriously, like, why would you hire somebody you didn't think would fit? And so... Like, okay, well, we got your information. Um, We'll be in touch, and we'll go ahead and let you know something sooner. Well, okay. It was, that was Tuesday. Friday morning at 10 a.m., I get a instant message from my supervisor in HR and said, hey, can you come to my office? I said, okay. So why didn't she just, um, by the way, you have an interview with the director of the contact center at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, at 2 o'clock. And I'm uh, like, Friday. I'm not dressed for that. Right. I mean, I'm in business casual, which is every day of the week. And yet, I also don't want to walk into an interview with a polo shirt that I don't feel is exceptional and slacks. I usually go in a button-up tie, or button-up shirt and tie. Like, I at least want to build for presentable because that's what I've been taught my whole fucking life. You go in looking like the job you want. Yeah. So anyway, she's like, oh, he's fine. It's very casual. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is, I don't want to be there because I don't feel like this is going to happen. So anyway, 2 o'clock, I show up. And he goes, yeah, if you come over 2 o'clock, we'll be uh, meeting, blah, blah, We're talking about a 5 foot 2, nothing little African-American man. <laughs> his voice did not fit his body. And I was like, uh... Visually, when I walked around the corner, I was like, oh, is this him? <laughs> it was so funny, but he is such a nice dude. Love him to death. He, We walked into his office, and he goes, you know, you've already been grilled with all the questions. 
He goes, just tell me all the bad stuff, you know, you know, where you've worked. So, so I told him how I grew up a little bit and told him about my work history. And he's like, okay, so when, when you're not at work, what do you do? I said, well, pretty much Netflix and chill. I was like, you know, I'm not very exciting. He goes, what do you have in your queue? And I was like, um, Jessica Jones. He goes, huh? I was like, well, she's a Marvel character. She's kind of a superhero, but she's a detective. Detective and yeah, he's like, okay. I don't recognize that one. I said, yeah, I'm kind of geek. <laughs> I'm a I'm a nerd. So superhero superhero comic books and pretty much anything dealing with Marvel, DC. I'm I'm involved. Transformers. It's so hard to keep track of now. And so <laughs> it really is like with the TV he's like, show. Okay. So he's like, and so your phone number's this. He goes, okay. He goes, let me go with my team. Um, again, it's really about about. He kept just repeating. It's all about the fit. We just want to make sure the the right person. And I said, I totally understand. Like, I, I I don't even know why this is an issue because you guys should want to pick the person that you feel is fit, fits the job. I get a message on, from my computer at 10 a.m. on Monday from my supervisor in HR telling me to come to her office. And I walk around the corner. And her door is closed. Like, Shit. They've decided not to hire me. They don't want me for the customer <coughs> service agent. Or for the uh, supervisor position. And they're bringing on the hammer. And she's they're making her tell me to get the job. So I'm on the door. And she's come in. So I open the door. And my supervisor's behind her desk to the right. And to the left was our corporate recruiting person. They're like, come in. Have a seat. I'm like, okay. So I sit down, and my hands are so fucking sweaty and clammy. I'm telling you, I was wiping my knees for like five minutes straight because, um, yeah, Brian would like to make you an offer. And I'm like, okay. And I said that out loud because even though my head was like, oh my God, I'm because if Brian wanted to make me an offer that meant it wasn't just an agent position. It was the supervisor position. And in my mind, it was just like, I hit the jackpot. I really like. So I moved over there in July of 2019. No. 2018. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. July 2018 was a supervisor for just over a year and became a contact center trainer. For Love's Travel Stops. And I love my job. I love my manager. I love everything about any, everything I do. The company. The people. The just how they do. Yeah, all, this, all this COVID bullshit. They have given field employees raises. They've paid for their meals at their restaurants or in the store. They have done a bonus for the month of June. June if you work the full month of June. I mean, ugh, I can't tell you how much I love this company. They do so much. And, add on top of that, February is Black Pride Month. Uh, May, or wait, was it April or May? I think it was April. Was Women's, uh, International Women's Month. Right. June was Pride Month. And they had stories of Individuals who are LGBTQ plus people who worked in the field, in our stores, at corporate offices, 
free mom hugs. They had we had an interview with Sarah Cunningham, who is the director of Free Mom Hugs, who started in Oklahoma City on June thirtieth. It was amazing. It, I love this woman. She came, uh, It was like six, seven years ago. She went viral because she posted on Twitter. If there was anyone who was LGBT, LGBTQ+, whose family didn't want to be there or wasn't going to stand for them for their wedding ceremony, that she would stand there for them. She's also now ordained but to perform ceremonies as an officiant, but... What a change. This woman struggled with her faith that told her this was wrong. When her son came out to her at 21, she had to wrangle with her faith and her family. And yet she chose her family. Some of us haven't had that privilege. Some of us don't have that option. And so our family is chosen by those around us who support us and who are there for us when we really need them. The ones that we know that if we say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Can you please just be a sounding board for me so I can say what I need to say? No matter what time of the night, no matter what time of the day, they're there. And we all live crazy fucking lives. Sometimes we don't get to talk to people as often as we want to. Sometimes we don't are able to resonate with those that we want to. Sometimes we're able to connect with those that we want to as much as we want to. But the ones that truly know us and truly love us are always there. It doesn't matter if it's a month, three months, six months, a year. It may be hard to reconnect because we've swallowed our pride and we've either said or done things that we don't really want to admit to. And yet we come together. Because that's what we do. So, without getting too deep, um, if you have any questions, comments, um, please let us know. Um, go to our uh, Spotify page, message us, email us at medicatedmofos at gmail.com. Um, if you also want to know about another podcast, you can listen to Bumpkin's Brains with a Z on Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio. Um, we are on her podcast. We were on her podcast at least Friday and Saturday of this week. But let us know. You have questions. You have comments. You have topics you want us to discuss. Is there something that is on your mind that you want to know about either of us or... You know, life in general, everyone goes through something. 
we have to get off of here because we need to watch Will and Grace and <laughs> slow down for the night and go to bed. Because that's what we do. Because you know what? It's the small things. Because no matter how bad our day is, you always have that opportunity at night to connect. Be with each other. And you know what? No matter what the situation is, wherever you're at, just make that difference to say, you know what, before I go to bed, I'm going to do one thing that makes me feel good. Hey, you guys. Hope everyone had a very safe and happy 4th and have a great Sunday evening. I know tomorrow's going to be a big work day, so have a good one and have a great night. We love you. Love you all. Bye.